Hello, and welcome to episode 361 of the Wait Since Last Saturday podcast. I am Will Leach here, as always, on our post game with the great Tony Waller. Georgia played Kentucky, and it was fair to say final score is 51 to 13. It is fair to say I do not believe uh, most of the criticisms uh, or worries that Georgia fans had were necessarily unfounded. Uh, but um, that was the team that we were waiting for and wanting to see. That was pretty satisfying. Will, is this the paradise you were waiting on? Yes. Um, Bring me more paradise. Bring me a new paradise. This paradise bores me. Um, yeah, I think, I, I mean, I tweeted last night. It's like, uh, any questions and go to all right? I mean, uh, that is the game that, if we were to be honest, we had hoped to see the past five games. Um, I'm, I think a reasonable person would say that um, that Georgia's average performance somewhere between what we've seen earlier this season and what we saw today. I mean, frankly, what we saw yesterday was a full game of what we saw in the second half of the South Carolina game, second half of UAB game, uh, fourth quarter of the Auburn game. Uh, it's just put together. I, I mean, there's so many plaudits to think about here. Uh, the defense played much better. They played their coaching. The offense, it looked like, and we were we were making the statements that it looked like Carson Beck was going to catch Grayson Lambert's record for a little while there. He'd start out 11 of 11. And Mike Bobo was in his bag. Just play after play, uh, taking what Kentucky gave him uh, when he when he came out of the week. When it, even... Even when it looked like it was going to be a checkoff play, like that little pass play to Oscar Delp for the touchdown, the third touchdown was just like, I honestly think they had planned a running play and back called an audible and Delp slipped right in there, was by himself for the touchdown. Just an all-around great performance, a fun day. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we'd hope to see. And, you know, at a certain level, it's I I don't think that this is something, the way they played – is something you should expect to see every week. Uh, at least a reasonable person should not expect to see every week. This is, as you kind of noted, the top shelf game. Like this is the one where it all came together. And I expect them to play that like that every week. Uh, I Surely, I don't think they're going to have any trouble with Vanderbilt next week, but I don't expect them to play like that. Like this felt a little bit like a, okay, let's get it together, straighten it up game. And they're not all going to be perfect like that. But to me, the, the thing that's exciting about it is that now we know they can do this. And I think that that is something that we had not seen yet. We all were theoretically, we've seen Georgia teams the last couple of years look like this. And we've seen Georgia playing poorly, still be able to beat teams like Auburn and like South Carolina. But we had yet to see this. Now, again, that does not mean this is what they are. I think they came out ready to go. Kentucky, I think, was pretty overwhelmed. The crowd was hot. We'll get into the, the, the crowd a little bit. But, and, but like, Beck is not going to be this good every game or he's going to win the Heisman. I mean, he looked, he looked fantastic. Uh, but to me, regardless of whatever you think, what level this game portents for Georgia moving forward, just the simple fact that they we now know, oh, they can play like this to me, raises the boat for the rest of the season at a certain level. Now, like if they like going to the, the, the Florida game a couple of weeks, 
that's a game that Georgia is better than Florida, even the way we saw them the first five weeks. Georgia is better than Florida. But also, you know, you know what? The ceiling is maybe not that high, so someone could jump up and bite them. Now we've seen what the ceiling is. And so it's a challenge to make sure to either maintain, try to get close to that level or maintain a level just below it. But also, you, we no longer can say, I don't know, guys, maybe maybe Georgia just isn't that good. I think we've all kind of had those almost like bargaining conversations with ourselves, I think, heading into this week. Like, maybe they're just not that good. Maybe they'll still pull it off. The SEC is down. Uh, there's no, seem to be no great teams other than maybe Michigan. But maybe the maybe the you don't have to reach that championship level. Now we've seen, oh, oh, wait, no. Okay, so now we know they can do that. And I think it does change the perspective on the rest of the season. Yeah, as it should, right? I mean, because that's what we talked about last week, that maybe the ceiling is still there, but the floor is lower. Um, frankly, I think this moves the floor up some, just because I think any reasonable person would start to think, okay, well, maybe Georgia doesn't quite have uh, the ceiling. Um, and, I, you know, we'll want to see execution against Vanderbilt and then Florida. Um, but you also have to think that when you consider – um, you know, last week was the first game with with McConkey back and with Bullard back, and, and you know Beck's coming into his own and starting to get uh, some rhythm down with his receivers, and the offensive line changes that happened when Mims went out. Just some of that, and, and of course the whole uh, NFL defense worth of talent left in the last two drafts. Um, some of that is just Georgia kind of coming into its own. Um, now I'm not I'm not willing to claim that what we saw versus the first half against South Carolina or the first half or three or two and a half quarters against Auburn aren't real. Obviously they're real. We saw those things happen, but a lot of that also was um, some of that was self-inflicted, but some of that was just lack of execution that we absolutely saw didn't happen. I mean, I think there are, uh, there are a couple of things that are going to be some people like, well, but you know, Kentucky shot themselves, but no doubt about that. I think they scored a touchdown on that first drive uh, that were that second drive where they were cooking uh, when they got the, the stupid, um, they got some sort of stupid hold on the long run, and then uh, uh, maybe a personal foul against the same guy on that same drive that just squashed the drive. Um, there were a couple times where uh, the defense had let a guy get by him, and Leary just missed him. We will face better quarterbacks later in this year. It was crazy to say about Devin Leary, but still, there we are. But uh, it cannot be overlooked with this game that um, – the defense executed at a higher level than we've seen all season in the full stop period uh, offense executed for the entire game at the level we saw in the second half versus South Carolina or bright spots in some of the other games. And to do that a whole game is what we wanted, right? Because, you know, Mike Bobo was in his bag. I mean, he just like pulled all the levers at the right time. He was taking what Kentucky was giving him. And at the same time, the defense was playing, really, really good assignment football as opposed to like trying to use athleticism to make every play. That's what you had to, I mean, frankly, the ga the game we saw yesterday, the team we saw yesterday is why the AP voters have been, well, yeah, Georgia still should be number one, right? I mean, they, they're still that team, even though we haven't seen it, they're still that team. That's what we saw yesterday. And for what it's worth, I don't, I don't think they were perfect, particularly defensively. I think that like, Kentucky for the first off, Leary is. I, mean, I thought he was going to be good this year. <laughs> like, like he really has been not very good this year. I didn't think he looked particularly good yesterday either. You can still see, like clearly, this was different than the Auburn game in like many, many ways. 
I still think the way to try to beat Georgia is to run on them. <laughs> I, th- I think that's clearly the way. And that's something they're going to have to clean up. It was better against Auburn. But there were still some moments, right? And if, and if there hadn't have been some dunderheaded mistakes, that personal foul for them, that was the moment where Kentucky fans were like, oh, we're not coming back. <laughs> they would gotten that touchdown to make it 21-7. You thought, okay, all right, maybe. And then when they had that personal foul, it was just very clear like, oh, yeah, this is – that, that you can't make the. Th- this is a Georgia team. You can't make those mistakes again. Maybe against maybe a couple weeks ago they were. I still think teams are going to r- try to run on Georgia. And right now, I think their run defense is good. It's still not great, and maybe it will be great. Maybe that they will certainly have opportunities to go. That to me, the one thing that the one answer that I didn't get definitively the question I didn't get definitively answered. What I would I would say was the was the run defense. Yeah, I mean, there were plays, especially early before game script got away from Kentucky, where Ray Davis had some long runs. You just mentioned that one drive where the the personal foul pulled back, called back a fairly long run. Uh, they were they were breaking some runs off there a little bit, um, you know. And, and a lot of the fact that Georgia only gave up eighty something yards was game script dependent. Uh, Kentucky was pr- pretty early in a situation where they weren't they they didn't they were only trying to run just to play lip service to it. Um, I think I agree with you. I, I think the defense is the defense looked better against the run than they did last week. I think they contained on the edge a little better. There's still a couple of times where uh, Kentucky was able to bump it outside, but certainly not in the same way that Auburn was able to. And certainly when they got outside, there were guys there ready to clean up misses along the line of scrimmage. Um, yeah, this is this is one of those uh, this is one of those games where the coaches has plenty of film. The coaches have plenty of film to go back and say. Yeah, look, I, I understand we won 51 to 13, but here are these five things that you do this against a better team. And it's no longer 51 13. It's closer to, you know, it's closer to 30 27. And that is, uh, I mean, if you were to ask me, I think any coach along the caliber of Kirby Smart, that's the world they'd rather live in. They'd rather get a big yeah. win, also yeah. have some stuff that they can yell about at practice. Yeah, and, that's good. and, and I think there is stuff, right? But yeah. but on a certain level, I mean, not that this thing was ever in any danger of like spiraling or anything, but clearly like, you know, there was a clear sense that Georgia was, if not wobbling, could be had. And they could still be had. This is not as perfect a team as we've seen in the past, but like, I think you clearly look like Kentucky's pretty good this year. And they were very excited coming into this game and uh, they stopped being excited very, very quickly. And I think that's the overarching takeaway. We'll talk more about this when we do our preview show, which will be on Wednesday this week, by the way, because it's my birthday Tuesday and I'm going out with my wife on Tuesday. Uh, sorry guys. But um, uh, so we'll be a day later this week, but we'll talk about that on the, on the pregame show. But I do think, like Georgia, I think we can now get back to oh, so it really is national championship or bust this year. Like, I, like I think that would have been the case altogether. But I think that like those 2013 Florida State vibes that I, I had mentioned at one point, I was a little worried about the defending champ that just never quite looks right, but stays undefeated through kind of good fortune and just like base level talent, but never really gets exposed until the end of the year because they never have to play that play by that tough. I think now you look at you can that team yesterday. You know, we've talked about how like a lot of projection systems have Georgia so high because of past success, not because of what they've done this year. For the first time this year on Saturday, I said, Oh, Georgia can totally win the national championship. Like this Georgia team, uh, that they may not do it, but 
that was the first time I watched them all year. I thought, yeah, they can win the national championship this year. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh, I, I think I think if you were to ask the, a reasonable um, a reasonable a reasonable Georgia fan, I mean, look, I think I I feel like I've I, I've been pretty clear about that. Uh, each week, I felt like Georgia's chances of winning the national championship have gone down. Um, this is frankly, this is the game. This game was the team I was expecting to see from from day one, and that's probably unreasonable on my part, right? That our that prior paradox was not nice enough for me. Um, but having said that, you know, I think you're right in saying, "Hey, it's before we declare all as well." I think we're going to see that we're going to see that replicated on more than one occasion. I mean, in that you know, Vanderbilt is not going to provide that kind of challenge, but. Also, you wouldn't think UAB would, and the game was closer than it needed to be. So, come out against Vanderbilt on the road and do what and, and execute the way we saw in the, them executing this past week. And I'll feel much better about it going into Florida for certain. We have a uh, we got to give a shout out to our sponsors. Kind of wrap up uh, this. Uh, uh, I we, again, I remind everyone we did a, we did an honor for him and an honor for Tony. By doing the show at the law school because he's a lawyer and uh, Georgia has a really good law school with a very handsome dean. <laughs> yeah, the Ryan Strickland, the Strickland firm, Ryan Strickland, who actually graduated from the University of Georgia School of Law. He's in Marietta. You can find him at the Strickland or 844-GA Justice. Uh, you know, Ryan's out there trying to make sure people that are injured, they're taken care of. They built their practice around getting results and helping individuals get the compensation they deserve when they've been injured. So give our friend Ryan Strickland a call. Tell him, tell him Tony and Will, and maybe even Scott sent you. Maybe Scott, but not He's, inherently. Maybe. Definitely Scott. <laughs> um, so Will, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you, you brought up the crowd. What did you think? Because I thought that the tailgate scene started out quiet. It was quiet yeah. for a long time. Yeah, I thought so uh, and then it, it bubbled up, but the crowd was something, right? It was fired up, you know, and I have to say, you know, I, I keep harking back to this, but when uh, uh, when Kirby Smart was clearly trying to, like, kind of motivate his team and the, that video after the Tennessee Martin game, I, he was like, seriously, like, look how many, like, we, he, he didn't say, uh, you know, come on, we're playing freaking UT Martin and look at the people in the stands, but that was clearly the implication. Uh, they keep showing up, man. They keep showing up and they keep getting mad. And again, and again I will say this is, Maybe it's because it's Kentucky. There were a few more Kentucky fans I was expecting. Good for them, by the way. There were a few more Kentucky fans than I think we've seen in the past. I would put it that way. Uh, and they were excited and good for them for that. But I would say that uh, this was the perfect kind of, this was the right kind of night game because it built up and it built up and it built up, but it never boiled over. <laughs> it was all just a good vibe uh, throughout. And I think, frankly, People really excited. Were really excited to feel like they were watching the two-time defending national champions again, rather than the uh, perhaps a hangover year. And maybe maybe that works out a way it doesn't. But it was hard not to enjoy it. I would put it that. Way. Well, it's also you can't be too fine a point on it. It's a month we're back at Athens. Yeah. We're on the road this yeah. week, yeah. week, and then we're in Jacksonville. I mean, the leaves are going to be gone. It's. I mean, it was nice and cool yesterday, which probably helped a little bit as far as people. Uh, you know, laying, laying off the cold beers early. Uh, but I think also, um, you know, this can't, can't be underestimated that this is the last time we're going to get to do this. Uh, and there are no guarantees that Missouri game or the Mississippi game are going to be at night. So go out and enjoy them. And I think the crowd did. I thought it was a pretty good crowd. 
what else did you think around the world of college football uh, this week? Um, the that, that Oklahoma-Texas game, I don't think eliminated either team from the national championship. They're just going to play again. <laughs> They're going to play again for the Big 12 championship. That was really, really fun. Uh, I find uh, it's nice to have now officially have Notre Dame eliminated. From the, we don't have to worry about Notre Dame anymore. They're not sneaking for one of those spots. So you don't have to worry about them anymore. Uh, I find the what a weird way for Georgia Tech to win. That's the most insane thing yeah, I've so, seen in a long so time. I think we should talk about that in just a second. So yeah. like a lot of you, I went to bed and just bumped on the score. I didn't actually see the thing. I saw Georgia Tech. Well, I was like, hey, look, Georgia Tech, good for you. I wake up this morning and see how they won, Will. Yeah. That was crazy. Mario Cristobal, I, to his credit, he he took the blame. He's like, I, I should have just made the call there. You know, he's hey. done that before. I swear I had not realized until I saw that this morning. Apparently, this happened five years ago with Oregon. Yeah, so that was just crazy. So a lot of people, there are a lot of fans who still want to talk about Kirby's in-game coaching. Mario Cristobal mm-hmm. is actually the 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 one that does he does this. This is something he it, it his thing is always been his in-game coaching and. If you haven't seen it, I would encourage you to go watch Short Tech with the last touchdown pass. Um, they just left a receiver wide open, the game on the line. Uh, but uh, for 30 game seconds before, uh, Miami had the ball with downs and no timeouts for Georgia Tech. All they have to do is take a knee. Clock runs out. But instead, they run the ball into the middle of the line, and he fumbles it. Fumbles it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like Jasper Sinks, but, you know, uh, didn't fumble. Uh, but still, having said all that, fumbled the ball, Georgia Tech recovers. And they score a game-winning touchdown last play of the game. Uh, I think South uh, Southern California they filled a fart around with Arizona. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just Lincoln Riley defense, Lincoln Riley defense, right? Um, and then it was a fun day of football. I mean, that, that was a that was, that's a great thing about a seven o'clock kickoff is we got to watch all of the noon games, pretty much all of the three o'clock games or three thirty or four o'clock games. And um, to the extent it was interesting, we were able to catch the end of Notre Dame Louisville because. By the time we got out, that game was kind of in the last seconds. Yeah. We're able, you're able to get it on the radio or have someone uh, tell you about it. But I'm on play by play basis, as I was. Uh, so well, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool Saturday college football, to say the least. And uh, I think I, yeah, I think we're about a week away from CFP uh, from the uh, from the from the standings for the rankings. I think so. I think we have maybe uh, yeah. a week from Thursday. We've, we'll finally get those. I'm actually pretty curious to see whether Georgia or Michigan is number one in that spot. Uh, Cause I think it's, it's certainly, I'm actually going to look this up right now. Uh, first rankings, 24, 24, 24. It will come out. Uh, let's see. There is, uh, we'll be, I've, I'm the vamp for a second. The first is it's Halloween. Yeah. Halloween yeah. night is the first time they'll be coming out. I was thinking they usually come out right after Georgia, Florida. So yeah. Yeah. I- would be about that time. So, so, uh, so, and, and it is weird because, like, this is now for not that people were sweating losing this game, but now, I mean, like, Georgia's got Vanderbilt next week. And I mean, Vanderbilt did, uh, did not show against a Florida team that's, that was, uh, apparently Florida does not have to show up and it's still fine. <laughs> if you're playing Vanderbilt, which I think tells you about that, that's going to be a nice, everyone, we're going to get a nice relaxing weekend next weekend. And then there's a week off and then it's Georgia, Florida. So there's really like a couple of weeks where basically we can just kind of relax a little bit and watch what happens to the rest of college football. To me, the big takeaway national wise, it's USC. I actually think it's USC. I think it's hard 
it's hard. I mean, I suppose they could like they have now given up any margin for if they lose a game, they're they're not gonna make the playoff because no one believes in them at all now. <laughs> like that, like at a certain level, like their defense is not something you can take seriously. I think they're the third best team in the Pac-12 right now. And more to the point, uh, they can't yeah. afford a loss to one of those teams and get two Pac-12 teams in. There's also been that, that that sort of talk happening. I don't think USC can be taken serious enough for that to happen now, which I think is – if and also, for what it's worth, there is now only one undefeated SEC team because uh, Kentucky lost and Missouri so lost. Yeah, that's so wild, right? Yeah. Um, so that uh, I think that says that says a lot right there too. So. Oh boy, but fun times, fun times all around. Um, uh, we will be back Wednesday, by the way. We'll be we're doing our show Wednesday night. I apologize in advance for that being a day like that. It's my fault because I'm turning 34 this week. 34 <laughs> I years old. So I don't show up at Scott's house on Tuesday night. Yes, it, yes, yes. 30, 34 years old. Exciting to reach my 34th birthday. Right, kids? 34, right? Yep, see, they agree. Um, good. They, they, I'll let them out of the basement now. Um, all right, uh, Tony, uh, thanks for getting on with me. We will be back, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night for our preview show. And then we may take a week off. We usually take a week off before the bye week. So, uh, so we'll have to, well, it'll be a very special emotional episode uh, next week, but, uh, Tony, uh, thanks. Uh, welcome back. And, uh, I'll, uh, I'll see you on Wednesday. And until then go dogs, go dogs. <laughs>